Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of my podcast Brazilian Polyglot. Another episode of our third season, Living English, where I interview a native speaker of English to discuss about a topic non-related to language learning. The objective of these episodes is to help you improve your listening comprehension and your overall knowledge of the world, as you will learn about many different topics and broaden your horizons at the same time that you learn new vocabulary and get exposure to English. I just want to remind you that I am on Instagram as Brazilian Polyglot and I go by the same name on YouTube. And if you want to learn an effective way of studying English and being able to communicate better, stay tuned in my content. And if you want my help to guide you on this path of learning English, make sure you check out my online language school, Brazilian Polyglot School, or BPS. In my school, I offer you all the tools you need to improve your listening, reading, writing and especially speaking, as I guide you through the process of becoming fluent in English. To learn more about BPS, just click the link to my website down below. So, here we go again for another episode of our podcast. We have Garrison today, as I, as I qualified him the other episode as a Brazilian that doesn't look like a Brazilian anymore. <laughs> Welcome back, Garrison. Thank you again for accepting my invites to be part of my podcast. Hi, Ludmila. Thank you very much for having me back. I love being here. I love having a chat. So, looking forward to our topic today. That's awesome. So last time, if you guys remember, we had a chat about English pubs. And today we decided to kind of continue that line of thought. You know, we are going to talk about foods and cultural eating habits. Basically, we are going to discuss a few differences between eating habits in Brazil and eating habits in England. Gerson lives in a, how can I put it, can you say that you live in a multicultural life, sort of? Yeah, I, I, I live a multicultural life. Uh, I have Brazilian food with my family, and then I go hang out with my friends, so I eat different foods there. Before we dive into today's topic, this is something that I have been meaning to ask you for quite some time. Do you have Brazilians friend, Brazilian friends, sorry, where you live? Um, not exactly where I live. So I live in a very small village. There are a couple of Brazilian people here. Uh, but I'm not really friends with them. The ones that I am friends with uh, live in Guildford, which is a bigger town, and I go party there with them. Cool. Nice. All right. Okay, so my first question for you is, <laughs> not really a question. Yes, it is a question. Tell us about this full English breakfast that most of us have at least heard once in life. What is it like? What do you guys eat for breakfast usually? The full English is also referred to as a fry-up because a lot of the food that you have in the full English is fried. And it's very, very greasy. It's very good hungover food. Uh, it's a big plate and all of the pubs will serve it and it'll pretty much be the same everywhere you go. It'll be some eggs, it'll be some sausages, it'll be bacon, it'll be bread, either fried or toasted. And there's baked beans as well. So the baked beans are just your standard beans, but in like a tomato sauce, it's kind of sweet, but eventually you get over it. it it's a bit strange when you first try it, but it's really good. And then there's one thing that is a bit different that I didn't really have in Brazil before, but it's called black pudding. 
and black pudding is made out of congealed blood and seasoning. Um, it doesn't sound very appealing, but it, it actually can taste pretty nice. Wait, wait, let me let me get this straight. You're saying black pudding and pudding was spelled P-U-D-D-I-N-G, like pudding. Yeah, like that. Although so it's, it's not a pudding, it's not like nothing like our pudding. Nothing. No, yeah. The word pudding in the UK also means dessert, but there are different dishes that will have something on it called pudding. So black pudding is the thing with the sausage. And then there's also a Yorkshire pudding, which is something that goes on your Sunday roast, which is another cultural meal that we have here in England. I can talk about the Sunday roast as well. Sunday roast? Yes. So it's a, a meal that uh, you either have at home or you go to the, a different place to have as well, like mostly a pub. It just seems like every time everything in England revolves around pubs. But on a Sunday, you go and you have the option of beef, lamb or chicken as like a, a roasted meat that is put on your plate. And then you have vegetables. So you'll have roasted potatoes, carrots, uh, broccoli. It depends on the season, but you'll have a selection of, of vegetables. Um, you'll have a Yorkshire pudding, which is sort of a, like a doughy, savory bread thing. Uh, and on top of it all, there'll be loads of gravy. And gravy is like a, a meat sauce. It's really good. Gravy is amazing. Gravy. I have never heard of that. How do we spell that? Uh, G-R-A-V-Y. Oh, wait, gravy. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I just want to make sure I didn't get lost in the information. So gravy, is it a type of meat you said? No. So it's um, like a soup or a sauce made from um, the bones. Have you heard of jus? Jus no. is like a cooking thing in, in French. It's like a, a broth as well. So you boil down all of the, the bones with some vegetables and it becomes this like really thick, meaty, flavored liquid. Oh, what is the most similar dish that you can think of in Brazil that we can use to compare? It's like a caldo. But caldo, okay. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like sieved and it, it's all really thick and blended together. Um, I, I, a bit of like a, a meat soup, oh. but it, it's all dark brown. Okay. Yeah, like a caldo, but mostly with the meat ingredients, yeah? <laughs> so when you mentioned this Sunday thing that I kind of forgot, <laughs> you just mentioned right now. Sunday, Sunday, what was that? Sunday roast. Sunday roast. Yeah. Is it similar to the American brunch? Oh, no, no, no. Uh, because this is, you only go to places to have this on a Sunday. Uh, brunch, you can have at any time. Uh, we have recently, they've introduced something that's becoming a bit of a cultural phenomenon in the UK, which is the bottomless brunch. But it's mostly to do with drinking, not even eating. You'll go to a place and you'll pay like a certain amount. So let's say like 30 pounds. And then you can have some food. And then for the two hours that you are there, you can have as many cocktails as you want. Well, 30 pounds. Oh, I love this accent. 30 pounds. <laughs> 30 pounds. That's a bit steep, but for two hours of drinking. Of food and drinks, pretty food much. And drink. so it, it works. Yeah, it, I think it's okay. 
Uh-huh. It's worth it. Wow. Oh, all right. When you were describing the typical English breakfast, didn't even hear anything about vegetables or a salad. You know, you mostly mentioned fried foods. <laughs> Where yeah, no. do the vegetables and the healthy food come in in this story? Uh, for the English breakfast, the, you maybe have a tomato, like a grilled tomato. And that's it. <laughs> wow. Um, the England there's not many vegetables that they do eat uh in the main dishes so if you have like fish and chips you might have some peas on the side and they can be mashed up or they'll just be normal boiled peas uh other meals that are quite popular in the UK like shepherd's pie or a cottage pie is basically minced meat um either lamb for the shepherd's pie or beef for the cottage pie and then there's a layer of mash on top So England, English food, you have to think about what sort of things grew here and what sort of jobs people did. So it's a lot of potatoes, it's a lot of root vegetables, so carrots and whatnot. Um, and it's very strong, stodgy food that kind of lasts you for the whole day. Lots of carbs um, and just meat. Mm -hmm. They don't have a lot of vegetables here. The only vegetable they consume a lot is potato. Mm -hmm. The only which is more like a starchy vegetable, not so much light vegetables like carrots, broccoli, cauliflowers, and stuff like that. Yeah, just yeah, not yeah, part yeah. of the culture. But um, yeah, I'm wondering. You know, people who prefer to live lead a more healthy lifestyle, mm -hmm. they would change. They would adapt their English breakfast, I guess, or even vegetarian people like me, maybe. Um, we do have like the vegetarian option for the breakfast. We have like uh, corn is a big brand here that do uh, alternative meat. I don't know if you have that in Brazil as well, um, but it's they do all different sorts of stuff. They do steaks, they do mince, they do sausages, they do fake chicken. Um, it's really like I, I used to have a vegetarian girlfriend and the food is pretty good. I, I had no problem with it. Um, but if you're a vegetarian, you it's probably best having something else, something other than the full English breakfast. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, you mentioned corn, yeah? Here in Brazil, it's yeah. popular to have vegetarian or vegan products made of soy, not as much as corn. Oh, oh no, no. So the product is still made of soy, but the brand is called corn, but it's oh. not spelled. Yeah, it's not spelled the normal way. So um, it is Q-O-R-N or maybe Q-U-O-R-N. Q U I'm I'm trying to spell Q U I N no 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 I N it's no. Cohen Q U O R N oh so Q U O I N uh, Quebec uniform Oscar Romeo November Quebec uniform Oscar <laughs> November yeah. Oh, corn. Oh, I heard you saying corn. Like they, I'm making yeah, 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 yeah. No, not this mm -hmm. type of corn. <laughs> nice. All right. So when we, when we say full Eng English breakfast, the word itself reminds us that something that makes us full for a long period of time. So like, in, you know, in Brazil, our main meal of the day is lunch. All the, the stores, they close, like not all, mostly mostly all of the stores, they close for one and a half hour or something. So the employees can take a break and have lunch at noon or at 
half past noon. This is not common in the UK, I can imagine. No, not really. Uh, there is a lunch time, but the sort of foods that you eat is different because in Brazil for your almoço, you'll have rice, you have beans, you have meat, but like a normal dinner really, but just uh, earlier. Uh, but the UK, it's snacky. You'll have like a, a little sandwich, you'll have some fruit, you'll have some juice. It's never like a full meal. Or maybe you'll have yesterday's leftovers. That'll be your lunch. But it's, it's, there's no big culture around it. Because even in Brazil, you'll, you'll have like a long break and you'll sit down, maybe have a little nap after you have your food. Uh, it happens in Spain. In Spain, you have a siesta. But it's just we don't have it in the UK, which is really sad because when I come back from Brazil, I'm used to halfway through the day, just like lying down for a little bit, sleeping 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> but here you just have to go all the way through. You know what's funny, Gerson? Sometimes when I drive around my town, I'm just running errands or something, and I see construction workers on the road. They take a nap. They lie down literally in the middle of the road, and then they take a nap, you know, because it's their lunch lunch break. It's funny. It, I, I always think of you guys who live abroad. I was like, what if a gringo was just passing by this road and seeing the construction worker lying down the road you know just because the lunch break it's a cultural thing wow so what about dinner you know that we've just mentioned in brazil it's more it's way more popular to you know stop what we're doing and focus on lunch than on dinner but in the uk is it the opposite dinner is more important than lunch i think dinner here is a lot more important something that i always found strange is that they have it really early So six o'clock, a lot of people will already have had dinner. And to me, I think that's a bit early. Uh, normally when we eat dinner at my house, it's closer to eight, nine o'clock. And then we chill out for a bit and then go to bed, but they have it really early and then they do a lot of other stuff for the rest of the evening. Um, they value it a lot and they sort of have maybe like four or five different meals, but that's about it. It's really rare to see them have lots of different plates. And always, always, well, I can't say with certainty, but everyone that I know will have one day of the week where they have takeout. Okay. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do you do that? Do you have uh, takeout? Yeah, yeah. We, we order takeout on Fridays. Uh-huh. Oh, so that's the expression. You order takeout. Yeah. Ah, it's like pedir comida pedir comida no aplicativo yeah uh-huh. Uh-huh. yeah 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 oh you order takeout on fridays interesting you know what i must admit that i order takeout more than once a week shame on me i'm a little lazy to cook so <laughs> you know i'll go for a vegan burger and the other day a vegan pizza not not every week once i think every two or three weeks But um, twice a week, I order takeout. That's an interesting expression. All right. So something else that came to my mind. What about cereals and milk? In the US, some people that are, wake up, you know, in a rush and they don't have much time to prepare all that breakfast, just grab something quickly. Does that happen there too? Yeah, yes. So you'll only have a, a full English breakfast if you're not working or if you want to wake up really early and do that. It's quite rare for you to do that one at home. Um, the most regular occasion for it to happen is after you've gone out on a night out with your friends and everyone's back at your place. And then someone in the morning will wake up and start like putting bacon and sausages on for everyone. But the normal breakfast 
It will be cereal, will be toast with eggs, will be um, granola, different sorts of grains. So we have porridge. I love porridge. Porridge is, is fantastic. And it really fills you up for the rest of the day as well. You can put make it nice and healthy as well. You can put bananas, strawberries, blueberries, and uh, syrup. It's just, just fantastic. Oh, I know porridge. P-O-R-R-I-D-G-E? Yes. Mingau Javea. Mingau Javea. That's similar, huh? Mm. But you haven't mentioned oats when you were describing the ingredients. Uh, uh, so the, they're just grains. I, um, so we've got loads of different types of grains. So I'm, I'm may, maybe skipped out on the oats part. Uh-huh. Oh, and I loved how you pronounced the blueberries and blackberries. Can you say that again? Blueberries. Uh-huh. And blackberry. Blueberries, blackberries. Wow, blackberries. I've always, I've always pronounced blueberries, blackberries, blueberries, blackberries. <laughs> We sort of swallow the word blueberry. Blueberry. Interesting. Uh, so, what's your typical breakfast? I have been going to the gym recently and trying to get bigger. So, my breakfast every day is a three egg omelet with a uh, ham and cheese and then I also will have a bowl of porridge with two fruits in so banana and maybe strawberries uh, and then that will be before like 7 30. 7 30 in the morning? Yeah I'll have those two at the same time and then yeah big lunch in the afternoon and then really big dinner in the afternoon like in the evening. Uh-huh. And when you say big lunch in the afternoon, are you at work in the afternoon or by that time you have lunch, you've already got home so you can prepare yeah. a more substantial meal? So I will have like an hour break during my work day, but I work half an hour away from where I live. So there's not enough time for me to come back home to do anything. So I just chill over there. There's some shops nearby. I tend to take food with me because buying food at work every day can be a bit expensive um so and especially the sort of stuff i'm eating so it'll normally just be like chicken and rice because you, you want to get bulky and have lots of calories but have lots of proteins look at you you want to you want to be well built <laughs> nice Gotta start somewhere <laughs> i was gonna ask you something else what was that you said oh yeah taking you take food with you sometimes so marmita is there a yeah. word for that in english no not no. really no i remember There's... one day a student asked me teacher how can i say vou preparar marmita and she, i said you really got me in this one how can i i mean i take i take food with me yeah yeah leftovers maybe But it's not really yeah. a leftover marmita, you know, people... Yeah, know it you... doesn't have to be. You can prepare it for specifically for, yeah. Or sometimes you prepare, I mean, you you take just one day and then you spend, I don't know, two hours, you make all the food for, for, for the whole week, right? And then you put it in, in little Tupperwares. So you can maybe say meal prep, but that's just something that's used in like the health community. It's not really... You don't really do it just as a standard person. I've never heard of it, like average people just meal prepping. 
Uh huh. So yeah, this is important information for you guys who are listening to us. <laughs> Whenever you think about marmita and you want to translate it into English, there is no such a thing. In that case, we can use the full expression as we've mentioned. Yeah, I take food with me, or I'm preparing my own food. Mm. Yeah, preparing my food. I think that works well. There's also I know for a fact that it's a bit of a change of topic, but there's one word in. Brazilian Portuguese, or I think it's in normal Portuguese as well, that doesn't exist anywhere else. And that is cafuné. It does, that's, it doesn't, there isn't a single word translation in any other language. You can, you can say, well, gently caress the head, but that's four words. No, but gently rest the head, it's not the same as doing cafuné in some way. Uh, caress. Huh? So caress, so C-A-R-E-S-S. Oh, C A R E S S. Ah, caress, caress. Oh. But still, it's not the same as cafuner because cafuner is different. What was the expression with the, the word caress that you, you've used? Uh, gently caress the head. You gently caress the head, yeah. I've heard about that uh, with the word saudade also. We say, I miss you, but not, I have saudade, as we say in Portuguese, you know. Oh, yeah. I miss, yeah, no, you don't. Don't really? think about that. Yeah. Oh, I, I, que saudade, quanto tempo que eu não te vi. This is such a Brazilian thing to say. You cannot translate this, right? Oh, I've missed you. I feel having missed you. If that, that's how you translate, but that doesn't make sense in English. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyways, a bit change of the topic, like I said, but we just um, <clears throat> we just got off track a little bit because of the word. So my last question for you, your mom is Brazilian. So you said that you you have, yeah, you kind of mix a little bit of the Brazilian habit, cultural eating habit with the English eating habit. But what about your mom? Does she does she has she already adapted to the English? you know, cultural eating habit, or does she cook Brazilian meals from from time to time? That was the expression I had in mind. And I know you cook too, yeah? Yeah, yeah, so I cook. I, I um, spoke to you earlier before we started recording about my nickname comes from when I worked in the kitchen. There was a, there's a TV chef called Gino De Campo, and uh, because of that, I got uh -huh. that nickname. So I, I cook as well, but my mom um, will cook some Brazilian meals, sometimes will cook other meals. There are some meals in the UK that are just really easy to do and they taste delicious. Um, the shops will kind of pretty much sell you the individual parts really well prepared. So within five minutes, you can make like a stir fry, which is uh, egg noodles, uh, a meat of your choice, some vegetables, all fried in the pan really quickly with some soy sauce and some seasoning. And it's really good. It takes maybe five to 10 minutes to do everything. Um, but that's one of the meals that my mom's picked up. That, that's mostly because she works a lot. So sometimes she'll come back. I'm not here yet. So she'll cook. Sometimes I'll cook. Well, we will have normal Brazilian meals, but that's for more specific occasions. So like a feijoada takes a, takes a little while to prepare. Um, or feijoada, that's my mom's favorite thing to make. Because she's from she's is she from Goiás or is yeah 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 we're I'm, we're from Goiás together we're both Goiânia born and raised. Mm -hmm. But I thought she was born she, she was born somewhere else. She's from there too. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Chiveio da roça. Chiveio da roça. Chiveio da roça. Olha o que eu falei. Chiveio da roça. What about these other Brazilian foods like mandioca? Do you have that oh, there? Yes, we do, but it's called something different and it took us a while to realize what it was. Uh, so it's called cassava. Um, and it's because there is some South African food in the UK uh, and they bought over the root and like, wait a minute, we know that. And we like had to try it because it was a different name. They're like, no, this, this is manjoka. That's exactly the same thing. Uh-huh. Wow. And what about the Brazilian candies, Brazilian sweet dishes? Um, you have to call a specific person. You can't find them anywhere, um, and like in the shops. So you have to know someone who makes them. Um, we've got a couple of contacts. We have one uh, in Woking, which is about an hour away, and then the other one in Portsmouth, which is about 40 minutes away. But we have these ladies that you can pay to have brigadeiros and bolinhos and stuff made. Yeah, and they'll, they'll deliver like a big box. We'll only ever do it for a birthday party or someone celebrating something. Um, we'll buy big boxes full of sweets and also coxinha and kiwi and other <laughs> Brazilian party food. Coxinha, kiwi and pastel. Do you like the, this, this stuff? Oh, I love it so much. Oh, coxinha is fantastic. It's, it's, Guys, it's you, should, you should see the face he just made right now. <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> <laughs> So cool. You know what makes me so frustrated about pastel, Gerson? It's just a lot of massa and they just put a small, tiny piece of recheio. Oh, why is that? Why don't you just full up, full up the pastel? It's okay. Charge me more. I want more filling in the pastel. Filling? Just, exactly. Yeah. Just, uh, it's okay. I'm, I'm happy to pay more. All righty. Wow, we have been having a good time talking about food for almost 40 minutes now so it's time to stop Gerson I really appreciated everything you shared as always you know with us thank you very much for dedicating a little bit of your time to teach us a little bit about cultural eating habits in the UK well thank you very much for having me I always you know me I like to speak I can speak for the country uh, all the time, words coming out my mouth. And if I can teach anyone a little bit about the UK, I'm more than happy to. I know a lot of people are very interested in coming here sometime just to visit or maybe to live. And knowing what they're going into would be a great benefit. So if I can help, I'm more than happy to. Well, that was it for today. If you have enjoyed this episode, Remember to check my other content and don't hesitate to contact me if you have any suggestions or comments about the podcast. I will be more than glad to hear from you. Take care and see you next time!